Hi and welcome to a bonus episode. Um, so this is just a quick fire episode, um, five ten minutes, where I wanted to share with you what the Holy Spirit was teaching me on my way to work. Um, it's to do with Genesis six, the story of Noah. Hopefully we know that story, but if we don't, um, at that point sin had become so rampant that God decided to destroy the whole earth with water um, and he gave instructions to a man called Noah to build a huge boat or an ark um, to preserve um, two of every kind of animals or creatures as well as Noah, his wife, his children and their wives but basically I got to this portion of Genesis 6 and I was like um I've got a question God but the <laughs> the verse was Genesis 6 verse 6 and it says so the Lord was sorry he had ever made man no he had ever made them and put them on earth in in reference to man right and it says it broke his heart <laughs> oh imagine God's heart being broken um but I got to that scripture I got to that verse and I'm like um if it was just a train of thoughts, and I suppose like I was just engaging the Holy Spirit, I was asking him, if God is an all-knowing God, all-seeing God, he knows the end from the beginning, he's that type of God, then why did he create man when he knew he'd get to that point where he'd regret creating man? And then the Holy Spirit was just, he brought to my mind like the... The why clause. So you know how they say, when your why is clear, your how will be easy. Now, like, how does that relate to God? The Holy Spirit was just asking me, so like, why do I think God created man? And then um, the verse in Genesis 1, 31 came to my mind where he says, then, or where the scripture says, then God looks over all he had made and saw that it was very good. And evening passed, the morning came, marking the Sith day. Now, we know that man was created on the Sith day and on the seventh, God rested. Note that the word good is used. So God looked at everything he'd created and saw that it was good. So when we're asking, why did God create man? Like, what was the reason God created man that regardless of what he knew man was gonna become in Genesis 6 6, he went ahead to create man, anyways. And that's in Genesis 1 31. Like he looked over all that he'd created and he said, I did good. I did that. That was me. Like basically, man was created to bring pleasure to God right? Especially because we were created in his own image and likeness. We were created to bring pleasure to God. That was the original intent anyways, before Adam and Eve made a choice to have a choice in the Garden of Eden by choosing to disobey God and his instructions. In Genesis 6, 8 to 9, it says, but Noah found favor with God. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. The meaning of pleasure is a feeling of happy satisfaction and enjoyment. That's what pleasure means, right? So it it just means basically in a nutshell 
that God created man to bring him pleasure. That although he knew from the beginning that man was going to get to a point where he, God, was going to regress creating man. Because of the pleasure that we were bringing him or we're going to bring him, he still went ahead to create us anyways. Now, after we'd chosen to disobey God, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and we were driven away, we died spiritually, um, and so we're driven out, out of the garden. Sin became rampant, and then it led God to destroy the earth, and the rest of the say is history. But at some point, he said, well, these people I created to bring me pleasure, they're no longer bringing me pleasure, so what can I do? Then he asks, who will go, like, who will go for us? Who will go and save these people? And then Jesus says, send me, I will go. Now, in Isaiah 53 verse 10, the Bible says that, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, him being Jesus, his own son. So it brought God happiness to kill his son for our sakes, just so we can, we can go back to the position of bringing him pleasure, like in in, in their creation accounts when we're first made, right? So God preferred us over his son. So our relationship with him will be restored. So he, we can go back to, like I said, bringing him pleasure. God was pleased to kill his son. He was pleased to bruise his son for our sakes. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11, which is a very popular scripture. It just tells me, and it should tell you that... God is pleased to see us prosper. Contrary to popular belief that God is a wicked God and he just sits up there doing nothing whilst his children suffer. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good, of good and not of evil. So God is pleased to see us to that expected end, to give us a future and a hope. After God had brought his son down and allowed him to go through that gruesome death so we can go back to bringing him pleasure, he has then asked us to mirror our lives according to the standard of his son because his son brought him pleasure in being obedient to the death on the cross. In Matthew 3.17, it says, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's why it's our goal to become like Christ, because God found pleasure in his son. Look, like people do a lot of things for their own pleasure, like kings and chiefs and presidents and people in power, abuse their power, kill, steal, destroy, just so they can maintain position because it brings them pleasure. People satisfy their lustful desires because it brings them pleasure. Regardless of the consequences, they're focused on their however long um, they're going to get the pleasure. But then God saw that we were going to at some point not bring him pleasure, yet he created us because how much pleasure we were going to bring him far outweighed the fact or at the point where we weren't going to bring him pleasure. But then I saw another verse or the Holy Spirit brought my attention to another um, scripture and I was like, oh, wow. But it, it's found in First Peter 2, 19 to 21. And it says, for God is pleased. The word has appeared again. Like, for God is pleased when conscious of his will, 
you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow in his steps. First Peter 2, 19, 221 NLT version. Look, <laughs> God is aware of what you're going through and it pleases him, especially if it's in his will. Mind you, God doesn't bring sufferings and testings and, and trials our way. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. So God does not in himself bring us anything but good gifts. However, he allows certain things to happen in accordance to his will and first Peter 2 19 is telling us that God is pleased when we endure unjust treatment God is pleased when we go through various testings of our faith because it will build in us the endurance we need the capacity we need to last to the very end look God's pleasure should be our ultimate goal. We should question. I should be questioning myself. You should as well. Is what I'm doing bringing pleasure to God? If not, why am I doing it? (laughs) But how can I bring pleasure to God? What can I do in my life to bring pleasure to God? Should be the question that we're meditating on and asking the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Philippians 2, 13, 4, he works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so we can only do his good pleasure once we have availed and submitted ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you into doing God's good will. Bye! Bye!